out there in the realms of the living, welcome to Thrones of Game, the only Game of Thrones podcast brave enough to watch the series backwards. Now, if you've never heard the show before, well, sit by the fire, weary traveler, and let me explain. My name is BT Calloway. I am your host. I've already seen the entire show, but joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, the only man in history to ever watch Game of Thrones in reverse order. Elliot, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great tonight. Yes, and as longtime series fans will know, the more excited we are in the intro, the more boring the episode was. Certainly. A lot of moving pieces on this one. This was season six, episode six, Blood of My Blood, a mostly bloodless episode. <laughs> Elliot, catch us up, buddy. What, did, what, what just happened? Well, again, if this is your first episode of Thrones of Game, you will know one of my reoccurring bits is, well, in this episode... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I wrote a lot of notes on this one, but very few of them are like marked with what category or what question they go with because stuff happens. Yeah, it- no, that's actually a good point. Yeah, my notes from this episode, very full, whereas last ep- boring episode, yeah, n- not that many. Yeah, when we did The Broken Man, it was like, yeah, but that, so a lot of things happen. Again, this is cogs turning, pieces moving, the board getting set up for all the big stuff that we've already seen because we're doing it in reverse order. I, I will say at least there was different things happening in this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, tell us about some of those things. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I actually enjoyed the exercise again of doing the plot thread count. Yeah. So in this one, we only had... F- Five, and even then, like... I thought it was going to be, like, 15. God damn. Well, like, kind of, a few of them blur into each other, and, you know, yeah, yeah, sort of... Yeah. Uh, the stuff with the seven is, like, also Jamie is also Cersei, so you can kind of consider that the one. But, yeah. And it has really odd pacing in between it, like, mm. I-, I reckon. Like, because especially, I will say, again, my MVP, once again, will go to Samwise. Yeah, well, Samwise really comes to his own in this reverse watch. I gotta say, he does well. Yeah, this is a. Uh, no, yeah. I started out actually hating this character. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's still got the fair moniker of character from another series because you could really copy paste him and put him into the Hobbit, and it would be fine. Absolutely. Um. So and, yeah, for and, everyone, sorry, just quickly for everyone at home to figure out which episode this is. Is one where Sam goes home with Gilly and like you know tells uh let her tell my family that little sam is our son and they'll take you in and that'll all be good and i'll i'll go to the you know the the spire and i'll research the citadel sorry and you know i'll be a maester and uh, everything will be fine no, no, no. then he just gets chewed out by his dad and oh my mm. emotions oh my god his dad oh man such a well-acted cunt yeah <laughs> so i'm saying going i hate this guy but i've also known him for like four minutes and this actor is killing this yeah oh is this the first time you see him at all in the series uh, I can, yeah, I'm pretty sure you hear what? about him a bunch. Oh wait, isn't okay? So isn't he the one uh, that uh, his brother that get uh, scorched by Dragonfire? Oh yeah, yeah, that is them. So yeah, I didn't see him like look quite so tough then. No. Like, <laughs> when he was on fire, well, it's hard to look tough on fire, but if you can pull it off, <laughs> damn. Yeah, well, that that's the thing. He certainly looked tough in this scene against poor Samwise, you know, shriveling in his chair. and <laughs> Yeah, and again, good acting from Sam for just not even doing anything, just having all that, that kind of beaten down posturing. And, you know, it makes sense because later on he says to Gilly, I was afraid that if I talk back to him, he'd kick you guys out. Yeah. So, but he's just taking this abuse and you're like sitting there going, say something back. God damn it, Sam. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, I really want to watch the continuity on this one again, because like, I swear he sinks further and further into his chair the longer it goes. And like, he's more hunched by the end of it. And like, yeah. Oh yeah. You feel for the guy. It's devastating because it's all those moments in your own life where you've like wanted to or couldn't or something or just didn't think of anything good to say. And then later on it's like, no, you shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. On the drive home. 
fuck. Yeah, always, every time you're in the shower, you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> shut up, dickhead. That would have been the best <laughs> thing to say. Like, ah. Oh. And, well, yeah, because I forgot that I actually enjoyed this episode at this part. But again, like with many times that Samwise appears in the show, Game of Thrones turns into a different show for me. Yeah, this was Downtown Abbey. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I wrote, yeah, it, it, yeah, it turned into a period drama. The Crown, perhaps? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I've not watched either. But, uh... <laughs> no, I watched a little bit of The Crown, like, in between doing other stuff while Mum was watching it yeah. in the same room, and I only paid attention when Lithgow was on screen just fucking Churchilling it up. It was well, wonderful. Well, John Lithgow is a boss. Yeah. Okay, you call it The Throne. No, wait, that sounds like Toilet. Um... <laughs> Downtown Thrones. wonder if anyone has made, like, an Iron Throne the throne. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I know you can get decals you can stick on the back wall that have, like, the swords pointing out and shit. And someone, I think, went to an Ikea and then stole a bunch of, like, toilet brushes and just stuck it around a toilet and display. Yeah, people have done this. That's pretty good. Uh, Actually, um, at, down at the ski fields, because, you know, people on chairlists are always dropping their shit, especially ski poles, and mm-hmm. there was this one little chairlift station that had made like a chair out of snow and then stuck ski poles into it very iron throne style it was very good nice uh man so other big bits in this one um as i suppose is also we get a bit more of aria uh, with this you know acting troupe oh yep uh with lady crane and dan brady gets a dragon back which i guess was missing <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is an episode with a, at least three dramatic entries. Because, mm. oh, you, yeah. you know, the dragon has a dramatic entry. The, the, the High Sparrow is all like, oh, we don't need to have the walk of shame because she brought another convert. Then Tommen walks out from the doors like exactly at that moment. And it's like, we totally planned it. Oh, my <laughs> God, you guys fell for it. Oh. And Sassy Queen was like, oh, I thought I had a great nonchalant entrance, but damn, I've been upstage. Yeah, I know. When you can upstage Sass Queen, <laughs> my gosh. I got to say as well, like, a good little hand fan that like really does uh, reek of I don't give a fuck, which yeah, um, is very uh, apropos for a sassy queen. Well, when I was traveling abroad in Spain, <laughs> uh, no, uh, it was it was an interesting thing that two a guy would talk about how the fan was used to like uh, as subtle signals, so like different actions with it would mean different things. So yeah. it, was, it was very cool. I wish I could remember some of those. I should look them up later. It's yeah. fascinating. It's like ah, oh, so this means hello there, handsome. How about you follow me? And this one means fuck off, dick nuts. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I swear that then Sassy Queen was doing the fan motion for yeah. fuck off dick nuts. I wonder if they like taught some of that because again, this is an incredibly detail oriented show, so mm. wouldn't be entirely surprised. Oh man, I don't even think I have got a note for MVP on this one. That's well, tell. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's just probably, to cap it's... off my other thing about Samwise, it's sort of leaning into the really odd pacing in this episode because that was a whole twenty minute scene just mm. on that thing, and then. Um, the back end of the episode was, yeah, just all these, like, little things piling up. It was, yeah, it was just odd pacing, I reckon. Yeah, just pieces moving. Yeah. And getting in position for bigger things, you know. Yeah, like, I, I get totally get the purpose as well of having, like, a big, long, drawn-out scene with Samwise and his family because you needed to have those long, awkward-ass moments. Oh, and, yeah, and when they're all just eating and it's just, hmm, so, good venison... <laughs> Uh, what was it caught today? <laughs> no, it's just... Get it from the bilo? Mm. Uh, Aldi. Yeah. Oh, well, there's an Aldi now. <laughs> oh, it's where the old arcade used to be. Really? <laughs> lots, lots of teeth sucking there. <laughs> mm, yeah. Bought it with money? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, 
good price? <laughs> yeah, all that kind of thing. Um, I will say Gilly do- probably does have some of her best acting here. I've previously, not on the show, but in my own brain, called Gilly the worst actor in the entire series. But I, I feel that's not justified here. She's quite good. No, like, she always came off a bit ditzy and dopey yeah. and... Like, I always just sort of chalked that up to the character. Like, Mm. oh, I'm fascinated with shit all of a sudden. Uh, (laughs) You know, and to be fair to her, I haven't actually seen her that much. No, no. Well, she drops in and out. Yeah, but, you know, she got some scenery to chew on here and she fucking nailed it, I thought. Yeah, had some great fish out of water moments. Sam's sister gets her a nice dress and she's like, it's hard to walk in this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and then, yeah, his mum as well. You're lovely. Uh, what did she say? She's like, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, here. Don't ask questions about my backstory. <laughs> yeah, and then even then when they're like eating with cutlery, she's like, I know what the knife is. What's this pointy trident thing? <laughs> <laughs> I believe you're supposed to scratch your ass. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Simpsons references forever. Wrong but podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then when she, you know, the, the, a topic of conversation comes up. She's like, oh, I can talk about hunting and then kind of gives the game away a bit early. Yeah. Accidentally. And then, you know, isn't taking any of Sam's dad's bullshit because she's a fucking wildling and they don't take shit. Hmm. Well, she sort of does. It's a complicated backstory for her. We'll get there. I look forward to finding out more about the wildlings. Mm-hmm. It's sad. She's a real wildling. 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 Hmm. All right. Um, man, no nudity in this episode. No nudity. There was nearly nudity when uh, Marjorie Tyrell was ob- almost about to do her walk of shame. I mean, atonement. Oh, um, it, it, atonement involves nudity? It involves nudity, walking through the streets nude. Oh, my God. Yeah, like Lady Cadaver. <laughs> Except she was on a horse, so... Atonement nude on a horse? Look, I can't remember the full story. Uh, I just know the Queen lyric. And, yeah, I can't remember what she did, but she had to atone for something, or there was some punishment, and, you know, her punishment was to ride home naked, except the king was all like, oh, we shan't have that, ha- forced everyone to close their windows and junk. History. It's weird. Yeah. And the worst place to live. Never live in history. Anyway, so we nearly had some Marjorie Tyrell, nearly got to see some Natalie Dormer boob, but no, then all the you know the knights rush in and they're like, oh, we're going to put an end to this, man. And then the High Sparrow's like, oh no, we're putting an end to this. Oh, you're burnt. Yeah. I loved this as well because the knights had clearly choreographed this for days and Jamie was like, fucking, we spent hours on this routine. Just, we were just sit, we were there with a metronome, ding, 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 like, and they were yeah. so on point and we didn't even get to do the battle scene when we were so, ah. Have you ever seen phonetic dancers fight? It's amazing. <laughs> we, we were good enough to make it to regionals. <laughs> <laughs> they never made it to regionals. Yeah. Uh, but I do like, you know, he's a, they're all, oh, well, if we have to come in there and take them, then we'll have, kill every single Sparrow. And the High Sparrow's like, bitch, we like dying for God. Bring it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is very su- subtextually sassy. Mm. Sass-textual. Yeah, he, he managed to really pull some sass for a dude that was literally wearing a potato sack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, I've got to say, I like him a lot more in terms of him being this weird, subtly power-hungry, and you can't tell if he wants that power because he genuinely believes what he's doing is right, mm. or if he's, you know, just a fanatic, or if he genuinely cares but knows that caring means you have to be mean sometimes. There's a lot of complexity to him, and I always like that he's always presented very you know, filthy and wearing a potato sack because, you know, he's a, meant to be a man of God who's giving everything away and so he doesn't have anything for himself. That's the idea. Yeah. He's always good presentation. His, his dialogue is always subtextual. His hair always looks like Bernie Sanders. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just, he's a good character. A lot, yeah. of, lot of complexity to that guy. 
Oh, I lo- again, I look forward to meeting more of him because the first time I saw him, and I think pretty much pretty well the only time I've seen him since then, was getting exploded in green shit. Yep, he got exploded good. And then other than that, it's all preachy, preachy, preachy. Actually, speaking of which, that's something I was wondering. So the Iron Throne is in that location, the one that got green exploded. Yeah, uh, no. So the Iron Throne is in the Red Keep, which is the palace, and the Sept is what exploded. Oh, right, so right. So the right. Sept is basically the chapel. All right, so they destroyed their religion, not their yeah, township. Yeah, yep. Because later on, yeah, Tommen comes out and he's all, oh, we've decided a unity between the crown and the faith, and those are the two pillars that keep us up, and blah, 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 blah. And all I'm sitting there thinking is going, because they do like a close up on the armor, and the armor has like the, the crown lo- uh, on a seven pointed star, which is the mm. symbol of the faith. Like, how quickly did they make that armor? <laughs> like, this was a surprise to everyone. No one saw this coming. Like, it must have been like. A day at most. That's an express order. <laughs> yeah, they're real. They're a fair few years away from the industrial revolution and mm-hmm. Amazon Prime <laughs> <laughs> having Next. drones fly shit in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, I, I think yeah, I think Sam's going to be my MVP overall on this one. I will say I did actually quite like when we go to Bravos this time and watch the uh, theater company and Arias there. First of all, I do really appreciate. From a design perspective, this looks like a very different location. Even if you didn't yeah. know this was another continent entirely, or another country, I'm not entirely sure myself, but you would know we are in a completely different locale. All the dresses are the same, the lighting's... Oh, sorry. All the dresses are different, all the lighting's different. There's just a different tone about things. And yeah, it's really well done in the sense that you know you've shifted locations. Yeah. So, and it yeah. was more obvious in this one that it was a play <laughs> than in yeah. the last one that fooled me because, uh, yeah, because I thought, oh, this is the death of Joffrey. Oh, wait, no, this is like hammy as shit. There's, this mm-hmm. is a play within a play. Not the purple wedding. Oh, we'll get there. Uh, there there's multiple colors of wedding. Oh, yes. <laughs> Red and purple and pink and green. <laughs> Orange and something and blue. <laughs> well, yeah, you could consider the explosion the green wedding. It's everything on the murder rainbow. <laughs> Um, oh, and I noticed in this moment the little person from the Joker was playing um, oh, the yeah. little person from Game of Thrones. Nice. And that person's name is Lee Gill. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is like propaganda against Tyrion as well. Yeah, I guess a mix of propaganda and maybe just it's a fun story to play with. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but very much against because Tyrion is now seen as like a huge traitor. Uh, everyone thinks he murdered Joffrey. and uh, So these guys are pro-Joffrey? I mean, they're pro-good story, and I guess, you know, the death of a king is a big story to tell people, and this is how news traveled. Mm. They're yeah. pro-pros. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Yes, wordplay! <laughs> <laughs> Would have done well in this episode, because I do like the back and forth between uh, Lady Crane and Arya, which is like... Well, you know, my last scene is shit, but the writing's no good. And I was like, so change it. And he's like, well, what would you change it to? And then I wanted them to, like, lock eyes, smile, and then writing montage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we get a little dress for success. The, you know, arguably second best uh, montage music right after Eye of the Tiger. Actually, yep. no, let's, let's go for Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> As they're writing and they're, like, throwing ideas back and forth and, forth and like, Arya hands her a sheet of paper and she looks at it and crumples up and throws it over her shoulder. The next time, looks at the paper, she hands her the sheet of paper, looks at it, gives a smile, then crumples it up and throws it over her shoulder. Then the third time, looks at it, <laughs> smiles, you know, and they both fist bump in the air, freeze frame. Yeah! It's the Arya the Tiger. Oh, know. boom, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 
actually, I think this year was a scene that I enjoyed as well because you got, you know, the understudy all lurky and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, mouthing every line along with the final speech. Yeah, I think even if you didn't know what was going on, you could kind of figure it out because Arya pours some poison in Lady Crane's brandy and then, you know, knocks it out of her. And you can see the understudy is all like, mm, it's lurking around in the background. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it works. Um, and also like that Lady Crane compliments Arya's eyebrows. She does have good eyebrows. Oh, they're power brows. They're power brows, yes. That is the term from now on. <laughs> Way to coin it. And I'm write that down. Episode title. Power <laughs> brows. And in the scene as well, I really appreciated the burps and farts. I don't know why Arya had a problem with it. <laughs> Well, I mean, they do go, and again, Macy Williams kills it in this one, when, you know, Joffrey's dying, and she's the only one laughing. Yeah. Uh, and then, but then Lady Crane comes on, does her bit, and her whole mood changes, and it's kind of, and then later on when she's saying the advice of, how do you portray Cersei, she's got a little bit of compassion for Cersei. She's like, you know, the thing she loved in the most of the world just died in her arms. She's, you know, going to be furious, and she's going to be sad, sure, but that is going to turn into absolute fury. Yeah. So yeah, it's a nice little compassion for one's enemies. Hmm. Um, and a little nod I like, which is uh, when um, play Tyrion shoots play Tywin Lannister on the toilet. Oh, and then he farts. To recreate the death. Uh, no, he says an important line. He says um, something in the rhyming prose says, uh, see if Tyrion Lannister shits gold, which is a reference to the book that didn't end up happening in the show. So it's a sneaky little reference. I appreciate sneaky references. So in the book, someone shat gold? Okay, that was like a thing where they thought, you know, Tyrion Lannister was like the big rich dude and there was like, oh, he shits gold. And then Tyrion kills him on the toilet and uh, he, you know, naturally when he dies, he shits himself. Uh, and right, then right. Tyrion goes, so, so it's not true. You don't shit gold. Hmm. Something like that. I haven't read it. But, uh, <laughs> Who has time to read? Have you seen the length of those things? Dear God. <laughs> Actually, fucking uh, our good friend Jack from Worst Episode Ever just posted up a, a tweet the other day that mm-hmm. said he was going to be um, listening to the audiobooks. All right. And um, of all Game of Thrones and... Ah, here it is. The five published Game of Thrones novels total 198 hours, mm. 27 minutes and 36 seconds. Hashtag let's do this. <laughs> Ooh, man, even in audio form, that's a slog. And he's one of those psychos that also listens to things at double speed as ah, well. I can't do so. that. It'd be too weird. Yeah. Uh, I'd lose all the drama. <laughs> you know, and then he had a crossbow and he fired him and he said, oh, he doesn't shake up. Yeah, like, no, exactly. What? No, I can't do it. But one thing I do like to do sometimes is listen to a podcast at half speed because everyone on half <laughs> speed sounds drunk. It's amazing. <laughs> Try it now. I was about to say, can we get a snippet? <laughs> no, that's too much editing. Uh, but this whole scene ends with a bit of Bobcat appearing and a bit of dun 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 Bobcat. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a really sinister haircut. I never yeah. appreciated how sinister no, a Bobcat could me be. Me either. We did put the question out there, Bobcat owners, are you evil? Uh, <laughs> we never heard back. I have to assume affirmative. Mm. Because, you know, they would want to defend themselves if it wasn't true. Whereas if it was true, they'd all be like, yeah, we can't. Uh. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Bobcat's evil. I heard back from one person who just said, no, we just like digging, but that was a Bobcat owner. Yeah. Yep. Zingers of throat. (laughs) Oh, man. Again, so many notes that aren't ticked and yet none of them are categorized. So, okay, we've done MVP, LVP. We've done nudity. Violence. No. Little bits? (laughs) Little bits. Uh, The opening scene with Bran, you know, we got um, Deus Ex Bob. What was his name? Oh, yeah. uh, Uncle Benjamin. 
Oh. I just named him like, yeah, Captain Deus Ex. Because yeah. <laughs> he just constantly. And a bit of a gripe here. I am curious. I, can't, I almost want to rewatch it, but shit, I've got things to do. Um, he seems to be killing a bunch of White Walkers without Dragon Glass. Like, he just kind of stabs a bunch of them. Uh, and they die. Yeah, he has his scythe on a chain and he also has his little fire poi. Yeah, fire poi, fair enough. They're meant to die by fire. But yeah. uh, scythe on a chain, that's not Dragon Glass. No. It didn't look like it. So he's just killing them. It's like, this isn't supposed to work. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Continuity, you fuckwads. Called it. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. These uh, It was a deus ex-y scene, and then like, I think there were too many quick cuts for it to have any artistic impact as a, as a, a yeah. cool moment of violence. So, honestly, yeah, this didn't really do much for me. Yeah, I think also just because any time Uncle Benjamin shows up, now I tune out. It's like, yeah. and Uncle Benjamin rides in and everybody's safe. Yeah. Well, it's sort of what's bugged me about a lot of the White Walker scenes that I've seen is they seem very easy to defeat. Like, and they meant to impose a threat in their mm. largeness of an army. Yep. But I don't know the sort of moment to moment and like face to face combat never really pans out to much. The, sm- the skirmishes are never much. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the problem. Yeah. Like they're threatening and anything that's threatening on mass is not threatening in minor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which I will say, the opening of this I thought was pretty good. We've got, I can't remember her name, but what's-her-face who's dragging Allbran around. <laughs> um, she's really good. Like, she's desperate, and you can tell she's exhausted and still going, and she's running from these things, and, you know, she collapses, and he comes back from walking, and is like, they're coming. So she just goes, I'm sorry, and it's just so desperate and exhausted, and yeah. she's just out. Tank is empty. And, yeah, really, really good. She has a good cry. She cries good. Oh, and in this scene as well, I got, like, fucking micro-spoilers. I got, like, oh, yeah. 120 micro-spoilers. Just, yeah, rapid visions running through Bran's head, and it's like, ah, oh, so much back shadow. Yeah, because I've seen that guy from that meme that's in the show. I saw him getting beheaded in this little snippet. Oh, yeah. uh, the guy from the Game of Thrones meme. Duh. Um, <laughs> Narrow that down for me. Uh, he's medium, long, brown hair. Yo, you mean Sean Bean? It's Sean Bean? That's Sean Bean. Oh, I mean, it's. It, I really want to remember that me- meme now. It's that one, and he's like, uh, "Look, Ned Stark meme, and see what pops." It'll be a lot of winters coming. Oh, is he the winters coming too? Mm-hmm. Oh, wonders not simply. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I'm starting to fill in some gaps now. Yeah, yeah. Wonders not simply forget about Eddard Stark. Yeah. Because I will say that's the... I thought the days of my confusion was over. Oh, you know, God. <laughs> because, you know, I, just as I start to get a grip on what these characters and where their progression might be, yeah, then I get introduced to a whole fucking church of people that I've never met. And then I get, yep. like, yeah, a, a minute montage where 120 things happen. Yeah, you have to appreciate, you started with the least Ooh. amount of characters. Yeah. <laughs> so think of it like a diamond. You're going to start at the end... And then you get a fan out to where all these characters are alive and then close back down again to where you're getting introduced. So, hmm. yeah. Like a diamond. Like a diamond. Boom. And my only other moment of violence was the face peeling. Oh, yeah. with the, So that's kind of, I guess, that how it happens. They're literally faces and they literally cut them off. Yeah. <laughs> and I like to think that he lures people in by going, come to my day spa. You can get a face peel. <laughs> oh, zing. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take it. Yep. Is that like a male bob cut as well? I can't tell. <laughs> Is that just what they do there? Is that just the standard cut for assassins? Anyway, uh, but yeah, then we go to whole Sam's thing, and he's got a look, great little back and forth with Gilly uh, when, you know, they're riding, and he's talking a bunch. He's like, you, you talk a lot when you're nervous. And it's like, 
Yeah, and I wanted, you know, a little bit of a... Well, that's my secret, Gilly. I'm always nervous. Kind of yeah. <laughs> Hulk that shit. But yeah, she was like, you talk a lot when you're nervous. Well, don't be quiet, nervous. Fuck! What do you want? <laughs> Damn wildlings. Yeah. Although I do like his closing line of just, uh, well, you know, I never thought I'd be here again after my father said, maybe denounced my title and told me he'd kill me if I didn't. Yeah. One doesn't feel welcome after that. Yeah. <laughs> Again, great comic relief that then, yeah, turned into a period drama. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But uh, his mum and sis are super nice. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Makes all... It makes his dad all the more cunty. <laughs> makes his dad all the more cunty. Oh, the fucking racism. He called her it. Oh, I know, I know. gross. He, he suggested that, you know, their child was, like, interspecies breeding. Yeah. Like, what a jackass. <laughs> And uh, so, oh yeah, what is the thing with their kid? So that's not his kid. No, uh, okay. it is called Little Sam, but it is it came along before him. All ah, right, okay. Mm-hmm. Walter Frey sucks because he's Who, old. Who's Walter Frey? Walter Frey is the crotchety old man who's all like, ah, we had that castle, and then you lost it, and now you have to get it back. What you lost it? Oh, did you forget where it is? Dude, I had to stop myself from laughing because this dude was like peak Rowley Burke and QC in this one. <laughs> Don't know who that is, but I'll take it. The uh, the fast show. Uh, 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 I was very drunk at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lord Cersei, you <laughs> take the castle. Yeah, but my son was baked into a pie. He's jolly at least. Yeah, this guy's just an asshole. So those are the dudes that like did the lame bargaining routine with the castle in the last episode. Yeah. Yep. With our other dramatic entrance for this one, with uh, yeah. What's-His-Face, who shows up, who I forget the name of. Oh, because honestly, like, these three characters as well, I had a hard time differentiating. They seriously looked like the same default character customization, just with their nose slightly, like... Yeah, when you, <laughs> when you click none of the sliders on Skyrim, this is who you get. Yeah. <laughs> and there was three of them. Yeah. Uh, my other note was the uh, woman who avoided being admonished. What was the word again? Uh, atoned? Atoned. She had, like, a real, uh, the whole thing, oh, yeah, I was good at appearing good, you know, Mm. helping the poor thing, you know, doing that for appearances and whatever. This was a real fucking Tahani from the good place moment, I thought. Oh, wow, yes. (laughs) Is the good place just Game of Thrones updated? Yeah. I think so. That may have been a spoiler? I don't know. Uh, Everyone's seen the good place season one by now. And if you haven't, go see it. Mm. Don't watch it in reverse, just. (laughs) No. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not getting better. <laughs> I'm glad this is the last season. Yeah, that, it needs to end. Yeah, again, this is another show where it's like, you can find the definitive point where you should have ended it, and that's at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. It, ne- it never gets better. That's <laughs> uh, a shame. Oh, well, anyway. Look that- forward to finding out when that happens with this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be interesting. What was it? Mm. Mm. Yeah, everyone says that, you know, it's only going to get better for me from here, so I'm looking forward to that. going to be a lot of these, I feel like. A lot of pieces moving. Mm. Uh, we get a bit of Malord, 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 <laughs> Malord with Jamie Lannister. Jamie was so sarcastic with Malord. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so you did you, you hear how he said that? He didn't say Malord, he said Malord. <laughs> oh, my, you quippy cunt. Yeah. Now, to be able to shoot him down with this one more. So, that king guy, is that um, Sassy Queen's husband? Yes. Or, ah. I think he blows up. Oh. Yeah. Did I never pre- see? I'd never seen him blow up, though. I think he's there. He just looks very different. Mm. Yeah, looks a bit like Brian Blessed. I love that guy. Yeah, that guy's good. Best beard-teeth combo in the world. He does, yeah. So, imagine a beardless Brian Blessed. I don't know why you want to do that, <laughs> but imagine that. And it's roughly what he looks like, at least from my memory of those two people. Yeah. 
yeah, getting into final notes. Um, actor playing Cersei, fuck, she knows how to bite an ear in a sexy way. Oh, man, yeah. Friggin' Lena Headley is just killing it in this entire show. Yeah. Like, I, I'm becoming attracted to her, and I know it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can be attracted to her. It's cool. It's I know, cool. but it's problematic. <laughs> is it? <laughs> her character's so She's an actor. fucked up. I know. No, I mean, I know her, but, uh, like, yeah. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, if you were in GOT Universe, you'd be like... I, I see the appeal. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. You know, you can, hey, you know, it's, it's, it's 2019. You can say power is sexy. <laughs> yeah. And like seductive ear bites. But yeah, unfortunately, I don't think I'm into the things that she's into. No. Like being related. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, so they do have that kind of moment with like, we were together for, we've always been together. You're like, oh, that's, wait a second. You mean like, because you're twins. Ah. <laughs> Are they twins? Yep. Oh, that makes it worse somehow. <laughs> I know, right? Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, so is um, uh, Crowny Kid both their kid? Yes. Okay. Except it's like a scandalous secret. Not everyone knows that, but everyone, you know, knows that. It's like an open secret at this point. So their kids are him, Joffrey. All of them. <laughs> that you've seen alive. Yeah. So one. <laughs> but Joffrey wasn't? Joffrey was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You've just not met him yet. You've made him as portrayed by actors, but you've not yeah. made him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's got a whole bit setting up, you know, oh, it'll be fine. I'm going to go to trial by combat and I have the mountain. That'll be fine. That'll be. Yeah. And then later on that gets spoiled for her. That's setting up that. Um, oh, yeah, and then we got some uncle. I'm Uncle Benjamin. And here's my backstory. I was turning into a white walker, but then I was saved. This is one of those moments where I totally glazed over and I'm like, oh, fuck. Did I miss anything? Should I have taken notes? Should I have taken notes? Honestly, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he shows up again. Again, I can barely remember this character anyway, but, you know, another three seasons from now, maybe, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, this was his backstory. Whatever. Goddamn, shut up, Mr. X, Mark, you know? <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, and then we end the episode with Dan Brady getting her dragon back and giving a rousing speech on top of a dragon, which, to be perfectly honest, if you're on top of a dragon, you can't not give a rousing speech. Yeah. You could be like, two all-beef patties, special <laughs> sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, on a sesame seed bun! Yeah, that'd be fine. That would work. Yeah. Give it a try if you're ever on a dragon. Mm. Yeah, I functionally didn't really get this scene, but, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of things that just happened that you're unaware of. So fair. Yeah. Um, but no, she's got a line about, you know, killing my enemies in their iron suits and burning down their stone houses, which she says later on in season eight. But also she throws in the term mother of mountains, like... God damn, do you have another name? <laughs> fucking area Stormboard. They're, they're not fucking Pokemon. You don't need to collect them all. <laughs> but, like, so she has the Dothraki army. Were yep. they there in the fa- finale? Yep. Like, okay. Because they've sort of been very patchy, like, as... um. Yeah, sometimes you the- see them, but sometimes you see just the Unsullied, and, yeah, they don't often have them both. Oh, right. And even in the same battle, they're never side by side. So, Or at least not that I remember. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that was making me laugh is, like, because the dragon was also so expressive when mm-hmm. Daenerys was doing her talk, I was picturing the dragon as either a hype man, <laughs> uh, just, like, throwing in a few dragon equivalent as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, were, whatever the, what? You know, like a dragon is. <laughs> oh, shit. And, or as a sign language interpreter for the <laughs> death Dothraki. <laughs> So what, she says something inspiring, everyone cheers, then like five seconds later, everyone else cheers when the, you know, interpreter catches up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for uh, uh, Greg, Phil, and uh, Jonas, <laughs> who lost their hearing in Dothraki battles. All right. 
Sure. <laughs> it's hard well, to think of names. Yeah, they've got weird names. There's a lot of guttural sounds, you know. Oh. I assume. I don't think. I'm... So, crack, wink, and fluff. Yeah. Well, when you you call your king a Carl, Carl. Ah, right. And you go, Dothraki. You know, <laughs> that kind of shit. God, but, they must have a really callous throat. <laughs> I mean, I assume. It's also mildly, like, based off of, you know, Middle Eastern uh, dialects and stuff. All right. Conlings. They're interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, that puts me out of notes, man. How about you? I'm out of notes. You know what? Another another episode. No more cock talk. No memes. Uh, Just you know, what are you doing, Game of Thrones? What I gotta say, in the chat, I actually I came up on this episode a bit, but mm. I think why I left it not feeling great is because yeah, my favorite moments were all front loaded. You yeah, know, yeah, for the sure. scene with Sam and the acting stuff that was all at the start, but all the siege and the politics and all that. And the back the and forth and the pieces moving. Yeah, that was all tail end oh well we must ask our final question then how did we get here i'm hoping we got here by seeing a cunt punched on last episode <laughs> that's just it's all i wanted it's been so many spinning the wheels and talks of fucking diplomacy and, and like and people almost using violence but then not using violence yeah. it didn't have any like cutaways and implied violence in this one yeah, at least true. it was fucking upfront with its lack of violence yep yep um because even the face peeling that was pretty visceral like yeah. at points um so you know, I'm still holding on to my th- uh, belief that Cersei has a bunch of unpaid parking tickets. And, and it still stands. We've not been disproven. And um, Daenerys could still be on her way from the flower shop, but she yep. didn't have any flowers. So True. Um, I guess they don't do well in the desert. So maybe she no. went flower shopping. But they're like, this is the desert. We don't have flowers. Yeah. And she didn't want to settle for succulents. And then she's like, how about you sell me those mountains instead? And the guy's like, I can't sell you that. Ma- I mean, of course. <laughs> you own the mountains now. That'll be a shit ton of money. And she's like, cool. I'm Mother of Mountains. Bye, idiot. <laughs> okay, I'm down. Yep. So we get to see the uh, mountain seller on um, <laughs> uh, earning a bunch of money. And- All right building his empire i like this character i just made up (laughs) or did i we'll find out next time on thrones of game that's been elliot joe neal goodbye i've been bt calloway and for now our watch has ended